0: Welcome back to the Vizient Member-Backed Ventures Venture Sprout Podcast Channel. I'm your host, Corey Pegg, Associate Vice President of Member-Backed Ventures. MBV is a venture experience for Vizient members to inform their digital strategy execution, to de-risk investment and procurement decisions, and enable core and non-core operating revenue growth. Today, my co-host, Heather Ramirez, a leader on our Member Back
1: Ventures team, will continue the discussion on our Care at Home series. Heather, it's so good to have you on the podcast today. Thanks. It's so good to be back. Today, we're joined by three leaders championing digital innovation and transformation. Mike Andres, President and Inception Health and Chief Innovation and Digital Officer for Frederick and the Medical College of Wisconsin. We also have Mike McSherry, Founder and Chief Executive Officer of Zelf, and Amber Fensel, Senior Vice President and Chief Digital Health Officer at Novant Health. Thank you all for being here today. Mike Andres, you lead Fredert's health venture capital arm called Inception Health, which invests in promising digital health ideas for the future. You have over 23 years of healthcare experience, which spans a variety of capacities. I'll start by asking you to tell us more about your background and the roles you have served in healthcare over the years.
2: Yeah, happy to and happy to be here. I think my journey has been a little bit odd, but I did actually start out as a clinician first. So my first healthcare role was as a physical therapist I spent time working in pretty much every environment you can imagine from sports medicine to the ICU, but ultimately landed in the emergency room for five years, full time in the emergency room as a physical therapist. So kind of an odd place to start, but it did form sort of my I think, beliefs that healthcare really needed a lot of work to improve in the United States. So I moved on from treating one patient at a time to leadership within departments, ultimately moved into strategic planning roles at health systems in Arizona and Colorado. But about 11 years ago, I ended up at Fraterton Medical College where I am today and saw the emergence of digital technology really starting to change the way that other industries were functioning and had a little conversation with our CEO and she enabled us to create this company called Inception Health and allowed me to take on this role, really trying to lead digital transformation at Freedom Medical College. So it's kind of an odd path to get where I am, but I would imagine many people that are in a digital role in healthcare probably didn't have a completely linear path.
1: Agree. And it's great that you were able to capitalize on your clinical background and the fact that you've been at Freighter for over a decade. That's very telling as well. Amber, your story is also a little unique in that you didn't start out in healthcare. So tell us about your extensive technology experience and change management expertise and how that has transitioned or transferred into healthcare, as well as your interest and passion for digital innovation and enablement.
0: Thank you for having me and happy to share. Agree, many of us in healthcare tech do not have a linear path here. I spent, gosh, over 20 years in software development and project change management, risk management type of roles throughout software startups, and then ultimately in the financial services industry, where I did a tour for about 15 years. And I actually made a personal choice about four years ago to leave a role in an environment that I felt was, it was really unemotional and it wasn't fulfilling to me as a human and in my heart and where where my moral compass was really directed felt most aligned to the moral compasses of those who I was meeting in the healthcare space loved the passion loved the ability to be able to make an impact a real impact on an individual on a family and so I was introduced to my now current leader Angela Yokum and I joined Novant Health 3 years ago and I've held a variety of roles here I've worked on consumer facing applications and then ultimately moved Moved into a true digital health role that I have now. I'm the chief digital health officer at Novant, trying to find that really sweet spot of innovation and technology that is enabling and purposeful, ensuring that the technology we bring forward and solutions that we put into the hands of our patients and into the hands of our clinicians works for both parties.
1: We're grateful to have you here and learn and see how your experiences from other industries is helping us learn from your expertise, as well as, to your point, help healthcare organizations transform the way they deliver care through technology enablement that not only impacts patients, but also providers.
0: What's really been interesting and impactful is the skills that I acquired in software development and in change management and risk mitigation is so important and relevant in healthcare, a different subject that we are discussing. And I carry a book of acronyms that I look up all the time. I readily admit there are new acronyms I hear weekly that I don't know, but I can learn the subject, but the skills that are so transferable and mean so much are really understanding from a usability standpoint, how do we design something that will actually be adopted and will be useful? So thinking about the design and development skills that go along with technology in general or software, you apply that same analysis here, you build teams to do those same steps here in healthcare, different type of subject skills are the same. The piece that has surprised me the most, quite honestly, is the need for really strong change management practices to be in place for not only the design and the build and the deployment of tech, but the adoption of that tech inside operations. I have observed where there have been leaders and roles that introduced new technology, but didn't follow sound change management practices to build that adoption, to build the buy-in, to have your champions across the system to be engaged very early on and believe and build and design along the way. And those initiatives, unfortunately, didn't have the greatest outcomes and they landed a little bit flat. So it has really been a blessing in this role to tap into those past skills, to really teach some of the business partners that I work with that are more clinically focused, to teach them and to bring them along for really thinking about how do we start working on adoption at the very beginning and not when we're actually going into production stage. That has been a wonderful trait to apply here in healthcare.
1: That's so fantastic. We've heard other organizations struggle with that. And I think our listeners today will not only learn from your expertise, Amber, but also hear how Mike Andrews and Mike McSherry have also learned from the importance of change management and adopting and embracing your clinical as well as your administrative staff early on to make the enablement of technology solutions a success. So thanks for sharing that. Mike McSherry, your journey has also been nothing but linear. You are a long term serial entrepreneurial. You have co founded at least six startups. Some of our listeners are probably aware of some of your early successes around Swipe and Boost Mobile. But tell us a little bit more about your history and how you found your way into healthcare.
3: I guess as we're hearing amongst all of us, it's very nonlinear. I think someone once referenced my career path as being driven not by ambition or goals, but by serendipity. And that's perhaps led me to where I am today. I started at Microsoft in the 90s, and I left there and co-founded a company. And from that point on, Zelf is my sixth startup. Most were focused in the technology and mobile industry, and I sold my last company, Swipe, to Nuance, Nuance being a large player in healthcare, and we sold a keyboard company to them. A keyboard captures language usage and dictionary development and next word prediction. All of that is beneficial to voice recognition, which Nuance in healthcare is more known for. And so I got an inkling to the healthcare landscape while I was at Nuance. But as I was leaving Nuance, I'm on the board of a system in Seattle that merged with Providence. And I met the CEO and chief digital officer of Providence. And they said, You should try and do a healthcare startup. And I'm like, I'm on a board. Board sees big picture financial startups solve day to day problems. I don't know what those day to day problems are. And they said, Why don't you come in and learn? And so Providence hired myself and my executive team from Swipe, four of us as an entrepreneur and residence team. And we called ourselves free-range EIRs in that there are no guardrails around what ideas, what problems, what tasks potentially challenge. And we didn't have a background in healthcare much, so it was like illegal, immoral, no one will pay for. And so we cycled through literally like 70 different ideas before we came back to our mobile development routes, our consumerization of efforts, user experience. And that's where we created Zelp inside of Providence and spun it out working with other hospital systems. We spun it out about five years ago. We're now commercializing that to dozens of large provider systems outside of Providence. But it all started with the fact that there was this rise of digital health. We we believe that patients would benefit from easier consumer experiences of absorbing and digesting how to use mobile apps to help with diseases or devices that track patients' diagnostics for clinicians to better intervene and monitor and track patients' ongoing health. and with that premise, with the ZELF creation, and it's proven to be quite beneficial both for clinicians as well as patients. But we can talk about that as we head into this. But thank you very much for having us on board.
1: You're welcome, Mike. And yeah, we are excited to dive deep to learn more about what Zelth is up to and the successes that you have achieved over the past few years. But again, I can't overstate how excited we are to have each of you. It's no wonder each of you have found your way into kind of this innovation path, your extensive backgrounds, clinical, non-traditional. We're excited to dive deeper with you. And today we want to better understand each of your innovation journeys, your predictions for the future and where you're placing your bets on emerging care models And today we are particularly excited to really focus on how we're seeing care shift to the home, really being more expansive beyond the four traditional walls of the hospital and increasing access for our patients. So, Mike Andrews, I'm going to start with you. If you could give a brief overview of Frederick and the Medical College of Wisconsin, why Inception Health was created, and how it aligns to the healthcare system. And one point around Inception Health that we'd like you to better explain for our listeners is that outside in approach that you guys use to test, partner, and scale around digital health solutions.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to share that story. For the listeners, the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is the premier health system in Wisconsin. We serve about half of the state. It's it's sort of got academic roots at its core, but we have a lot of community services as well. And as many people probably understand that listen to this, these are complicated organizations. Anytime you get to that size where you have sort of academics at the core, there's a lot of just sort of process and very smart people trying to advance their sort of way of thinking. And about eight years ago, with around that time, we started to see three main trends in healthcare start to pick up steam. And those were consumerization, and people have talked about sort of the cost conundrum, like this very sort of unsustainable cost structure and provider burnout. You know, we started seeing that long before the current sort of stories you hear. So we saw these big trends coming and then layering on top of all that was this idea that digital was going to transform the industry. And our early experiments of trying to bring somewhat novel digital approaches through the existing infrastructure of a large academic medical health system just didn't work. And our decision was to try to create a separate vehicle to enable those things that were a little bit more maybe controversial or a little bit outside of the main sort of incremental operational improvement work. Give them a place that we could experiment with them. And then of course, if they were successful, scale them. And that was sort of the stimulus behind creating Inception Health. Inception Health has three distinct legs to it. It is actually a clinical company. So we do centralize all of the remote monitoring and 24-7 clinical services for the health system in Inception Health. So we have about 60 FTEs that manage many, many patients from the ICU into the home. The second leg is our venture arm. So we have about a $50 million fund that we manage. And then the third leg was this i will call it innovation operations. And we When we started, we really were focused on trying to find the best possible innovations anywhere on the planet and try to make sure we could bring them into Freighter. We thought if we could make Freighter the best place for really promising early stage companies to work with it, we would punch above our weight. And that has been very successful. And because of that success, we've also added a software development team to that leg of the company. So when we think about outside in, I think most people immediately go to, oh, that's finding an outside company and bringing it in. And that's not actually the roots of that term for us. It was from a, I think a business text, maybe come out of Wharton or something like that, that basically said outside in was really that strategy as a business is really looking very, very intently at what the customer is trying to solve for and building your products and services around that customer. So kind of the outside world dictating your inside strategy. And I think sometimes we've shorthanded that to, oh, we'll just go bring outside innovation in to the organization. But it didn't start that way for us. It started as trying to be more in tune with the customer, trying to figure out what problems they're trying to solve, and then going and trying to find the right solutions, which in many cases were outside innovations that we brought in to the organization. So when we use outside, in, that's how we think about it.
1: That's super helpful. We hear so many organizations, they're embracing this transformation around leveraging and utilizing technology to execute on their digital health strategies, but they often wonder around like how to get started. So the fact that you were able to provide us some insights, being an early adopter around how you prioritize different companies, where your focus areas are, what your fund size is. As a follow up to that, I didn't know if you had any insights around some of the revenue opportunities that you're seeing in terms of how it's helping improve your growth. Growth, as well as top line goals, as well as when you think about this outside in approach, do you typically partner with these? Are you able to deploy them and scale beyond just a clinical service? I'm trying to understand kind of the breadth and depth of how you interact with each of these solution companies that you bring into your organization.
2: Yeah, we have a kind of a large portfolio. So I'd say there is a wide range of how we work with all say, early stage companies. Just as sort of background, our current fund is about $50 million. We do invest predominantly in pre-seed, seed and series A. And in that stage of company development, you know, where we look to align is do we have a known problem we're trying to solve at the health system level that matches with what the entrepreneur is trying to develop a sort of sustainable business model around? And then we would contribute obviously capital to that company, but also time, expertise, And this has been true historically, is that once we find that match of an entrepreneur who wants to solve that problem, and we feel like we've done our due diligence around that space, and this is the best company to solve that problem, we go all in. We really try to make sure that that company is successful with any kind of resources that we have. So we're not a very passive venture fund. We tend to try to really line up operational support with the venture arm to make sure that companies can be successful. When it comes to the, is it revenue accretive or is it cost savings? Because our portfolio is pretty broad and we invest in things that are, kind of enablement companies, sometimes digital therapeutics, in other cases, brand new companies that will seek to be new revenue streams for freighter. It is sort of all the above to what your question was. In our earliest days, it was mostly about things that would be cost savings. So things that would improve efficiency or things that would improve our performance on population health shared savings initiatives. More recently, it has pivoted to have a bigger part of our portfolio focused on new revenue opportunities. And so those are newer, to say today how successful those will be. But that's been a little bit of a change over the last couple of years.
1: So I can't thank each of you enough for being here today. We want to, again, extend a warm, grateful thank you to Mike, Amber and Mike for stopping by today. We'll continue our conversation in our next episode. To our listeners, we encourage you to continue turning into Member Back Ventures, Venture Sprout Podcast. To learn more about MBV, check out the description notes within today's episode. I'm your co-host, Heather Ramirez. We'll catch you next time.